Hello, welcome to Story on the Spot. My name is Jim Heskett, and let's go around and introduce our people here. That is... Hi. No, not your turn yet. <laughs> Sorry, I was excited. <laughs> so let's just skip right down here to Nick, Hi. since he's eager. And then we can go back up here to D-W-I-G-H-T is Mr. R.A. McGee. Uh, and then down here, Won't Make It to Midnight Heart is Craig Hart, and I won't make it to midnight either on this uh, New Year's Eve, but let's play our little introduction here. So who here has an excellent New Year's resolution? Anybody? I have one. I think I don't I don't do resolution. Yeah, my biggest plan Sorry, for the coming year is to sorry, is to start a, a podcast where thriller authors get together and they mm-hmm. make up stories on the spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's pretty good. If you need someone to help, I'm in, dude. Let me know when to show up, bro. I've been looking forward to doing something like that for a while. Is it is it the, the story spot or the spot where the stories happen? Yeah, the where the story takes place. Yeah, uh, spot story. Yeah, I'd, I'd be in for that. I'd I'd love for there to be a good one. Um, we should definitely oh. that. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and I think only three, so there's probably not room for a fourth. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. I didn't, it's, I didn't want to go anyway. Okay. Everything's okay. This is fine. This is fine. Jim is the epitome of that uh, that that meme where the guy's like looking at the fire and he's sitting in his chair going, "This is fine. This that's, is fine." That's pretty much my. Re- real-time experience doing the show live with you guys who, who deliberately try to derail the show at every opportunity. So, we don't deliberately do it. We're just the epitome of trains that keep getting derailed. Okay. So welcome to Story on the Spot. Uh, and this is a live fiction improv show where I'm going to create some or not create, but I'm going to put prompts on the screen and these authors are going to pitch. And then you viewer will vote on which one you like the best. So let me put our thing here. Oh, and I have a special dedication for this episode at the, I'm going to save it for the end of the episode and it'll be clear why when I do mm. it. This is episode 35. And first we have to take care of a little bit of business and that's last week's winner. Is Mr. R. A. McGee? Yay! Even though Craig was the only person in the entire episode to use the bonus word, <laughs> R. A. got quite a lot of votes. That's so, end of the year with a bang. End of the year with a bang, boys. Nice. So, like I already said, you're going to watch each pitch, vote by comment, and then tune in to see the winner. And you don't have to be watching live to vote. You can vote anytime. All right, here we go. Okay, today's bonus word: rigmarole. And that is a, length, a noun, a lengthy or complicated procedure, rigmarole. So if you use that bonus word, you get a point, and you also get, where is it? This guy. And I feel like I should clarify, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think know if it's been really been made clear that if you say the bonus word 10 times in a row, you don't get 10 points. The most bonus point points you can get in a round is one. Oh, you can get a bonus point <laughs> once per round. Like, this this was not moving. explained to me ahead of time. Yeah. I read he's all the fine print; post, it wasn't man. in there. Yeah, he's moving the goalposts. That's <sighs> literally my strategy to win the game every time. Well, and we'll that's see. why I've never won. We'll see. All right. Okay. Here's our first story. This is called. Wait a second. 
Jin Wu of Taiwan marveled at his good fortune in purchasing a PS5 the previous day and got it at an incredibly low price. The reason became clear when the seller revealed he had tried to pass the console off as an air purifier, but his wife wasn't fooled. My wife wants to sell it, the middle-aged gamer told Wu. It turns out that women can tell the difference between a PS5 and an air filter. So and he's now divorced. I know, but he's got probably, you know, like a thousand bucks in his pocket from selling the PS5. <laughs> Who would like to be the first to tackle this story? <laughs> Everybody's making faces. <laughs> Let me get so weird. Who's Hello. making the most confused face? <laughs> All right, go. What do you got? Can't, can't talk right. in my mouth. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, hold on. Does somebody have another sip of this Angel's Envy? And then I'll jump right into this. <clears throat> I was like, damn, it's 9 a.m. Then I realized it's not. not it's quick time here, brother. Okay. <laughs> so this is what's going on here. Okay. This is what's going on. Here. Our guy. Um, Classic story. <laughs> I can't take your stuff, man. You got that trademarked, dude. Uh, Everyone else I don't does. Want to all my good stories are taken. So <laughs> copyright infringement violations. Um, so I think this is what's going on. I think that um, what is really happening is the middle-aged gamer who is selling the console uh, is really a scientist from Taiwan's version of DARPA. Okay, and DARPA. his whole. <laughs> so uh, his whole plan was that he was committing uh, in industrial espionage, right? Like he was really, uh, you know, worked for the Chinese. And, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are aware the Chinese has the, the most piss poor IP laws in the entire world. And so they shamelessly steal people's IP all the time. And so uh, Jin Wu is a plant from China uh, working for the Taiwanese DARPA. And uh, his whole plan was that he was going. To... Sorry, headphones are making weird noises. Um... It's a stalling tactic, Jim. He's no, trying to make I'm not the story. I'll fix this he doesn't know what he's doing. So, in any event, so uh, he was stealing out uh, trade secrets and industrial espionage against TARPA, right? And so. Uh, they were on to him, though, and he knew that this was the last uh, uh, hurrah for him. It was the last chance he was going to have uh, to get anything because he was going to have to uh, sneak into China uh, that evening. Well, his wife is, you know, a little on the overbearing side. Right. And so when he came uh, home, you know, all that he had was the uh, the PlayStation 5 that TARPA was disassembling you know, to kind of work on and stuff. So he hid all the secrets in the PlayStation 5 and he came home and his wife was like, you didn't actually buy that PS5, did you? And he goes, no, 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 I, I swear I didn't buy it. And she goes, are, are you lying to me? And he goes, no, it's um an air purifier. You know, the air's bad here. It's an air purifier. And uh, so she was a little suspicious of it, but it turned out that uh, she sniffed through the deception. And uh, so he's having to sell it now to Jin Woo just to save face with his wife. But... He has some of his uh, TARPA commandos uh, coming later to retrieve uh, the information and smuggle him into China. So that's what's going on right now. Very nice. Thanks, Ari. TARPA commandos is definitely our first contender for an episode title. 
You put this back up here, and now Nick and Craig have had ample time to come up mm. with brilliant story ideas. And I had nearly it. enough time. I can't wait to see what they are going to pitch to us. All right, all right, all right, all right. What we got here is a classic nanotechnology story um, about uh, nanotechnology, actually. Um, and um, the nanotechnology is technologically nano. <laughs> as one does. As, as nano tends to tech. Um, <laughs> so this nanotechnology, um, if, hey, if you missed anything, Ari, I just said nanotechnology about 15 times. <laughs> um, it's, really just kind of, it's the anticipation. I'm building it up. Yeah, it's, it's not about nanotechnology, actually. I don't know why you would think that, um, but that's kind of, it's like a, a it's in the prologue. Um, no, so the uh, the PS5 actually is an air purifier in in, in a sense. Um, the um, the seller actually works for the um, you know the infamous air 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 purifier nano com- corporation. Um, you, you know that that one, and um, they are trying to. Um, God, I don't know. I'm, they're just they're trying to put nanobots in people, and then the PS5 has a... I don't even know what that is. Is it a, a game, a PlayStation? They're trying to get suck nanobots and put them in people, and, you know, it's it's great. It's a thriller. It's got a good ending. So um, that's my story about nanotechnology. All right, Nick Thacker, ladies sorry, and gentlemen. Sorry, I didn't go through the rigmarole of coming up with a great story. I think that was a requirement, but I'm going to go for the points in this one, the freebies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're okay. playing we're playing horse and Nick just did a layup. You know I mean, you know, it's a left-handed, so yeah, tricky. Craig, you can only go up from here, so what right. have you got? Look. It Nope, mm. it's not gonna work. Nope, nope. Okay, not work. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so there's this eccentric billionaire <clears throat> and he has done all of he can do, made all the money he can make, and He's at the top, so he's just bored. He's like, where do I go from here? Everybody thinks it'd be great to be have all the money in the world, but after a while, you just run out of stuff to do, and you want to end it all. And that's what he wants What he wants to do. But he wants to go out with one last big bang. So he takes out an ad in this gamer's magazine, and he says, I want the first person to, who was able to kill me will get my fortune. And so there's these, this couple is living in the trailer park and they're like, you know what? This is our ticket to the big time. However, they live in a state where gun laws are very strict and you can't just run around and practice and they, they don't have a lot of experience. So they are practicing on the, the PS5, uh, their gaming system. And uh, the, this, or the, the PS4, whatever it was before. And but a new game comes out that's specifically for the PS5. And it one of the things is promising that it's very real true to life. It's got virtual reality and all this good stuff. So he can really get into the game. And it's practically the real thing, is how they sell it. So, like, you know what? The husband says, I am going to get the PS5, keep it in the basement to all to myself, and that'll give me an edge. He's thinking what he's going to do is actually get the money, leave his wife, and go on his merry way. Well, the wife gets wind of this. And she starts pulling the wife card and says, you know what? That's not going to work. We're going to have to in uh, this on go this equal footing or it's just not fair. So she makes him get rid of it. Um, but what happens is that he goes out, puts it out in his shed um, to practice at late at night. But 
the wife is one step ahead of him. She's planted a bomb in the PS5. So he goes out to practice. He turns it on. Boom. And uh, she's able to go and kill the billionaire, get all the money. And she has a little side piece of her own unbeknownst to him. So it's kind of a double, double cross, if you if you will. Very nice. Thank you, Craig. All right. Let's everybody vote for your favorite of those three pitches. And we'll move on to round two, which is another puff pass. Someone starts with a pitch. You can take the story wherever you want, and then you'll say you pass two, and then someone else, uh, and then you get to pick who continues. There's no timer. Story just ends when it feels right. So here's the pitch. An ex-cop is the only one who can stop a citywide panic from breaking out, but he's running out of time because... Getting things through the bureaucracy of the police department is a huge rigmarole. So what he does, he calls up his friend Jim and he says, Jim, I need you to take this paperwork down to the commish and have him sign off on it because something major is going to happen. And Jim says, I don't know, but there's this guy Nick I need to talk to. Pass. Nick, that's you. Yep. Oh, I thought Nick was part of the story. (laughs) He is. Go ahead. Well, in that case, um, Nick, <laughs> Nick would probably question why the hell this cop is the only person who can stop some panic. And he would probably sit there behind his desk like this going, I don't understand what the problem is. This panic is based on nothing. Um, you're running around like an idiot trying to fix something that doesn't we don't even know exists. And and he's frustrated because he's yelling at Nick going, you know, look, it, it, I was out there. I'm the only one who can stop this. I need to get this through. And uh, Nick's just sitting there going, I, I don't think I don't think this is. That's not, and he's just basically delaying. Uh, and the reason he's delaying is because, what do, do I say, puff? Do I say pass? You could, you pick somebody in particular to say, R.A. or Craig. R.A. Okay. So he's delaying because uh, our, our hero cop that's trying to stop the, uh, stop the major incident from happening, he just knows it's going to happen at the police station. He has no idea what it is, okay? Uh, but Nick is delaying and delaying because he has something up his sleeve and he knows. So when the captain comes out, Nick, our hero, are sitting right there. In through the front door walks a uh, a chubby stripper, right, for the captain's birthday. And she drops trial and begins to give everyone lap dances. And Nick said... Well, I know you tried to stop it, but this is what we paid her for. So you're just going to have to sit here and let it happen. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Yeah, I'm not going to make Craig pick up the ball from that, that disaster <laughs> that I just put together. I respect him too much. You didn't have the the best raw materials, all right? You heard Paulus in there toward the end. That's, uh, that's fair. I'm going to mute you, Nick, because I'm – so did we guys – did you guys successfully just break Puff Pass? No, you just no, did you break exactly what you anticipated it no, was going to be. Yeah, we, we did it. We went him and him and me, and we all got it out of the way. Yeah, all right. Okay. Chubby strippers, man, in the Successfully police. <laughs> kicked that can down the road. So, <laughs> Does anybody have any breaking news or anything they want to announce? Oh. Anything to promote? No, I don't. No? Anybody? No. Not today. Okay. Well, we want to thank you for watching. That is our breaking news. We really appreciate you. My upcoming podcast. I should want to reiterate that in case somebody tuned in late. Yeah. um, We broke puff piece. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. That's our news. The guy successfully broke a round. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. Let me put that down. All right. Round three. We're really cooking on this one. Okay. 
This is Let Your Light Shine. A Washington State Patrol officer pulled over a motorist on I-90 after noticing the vehicle's super dim headlights, patrol spokesman Rick Sullivan said. Closer inspection revealed the unnamed driver had duct-taped flashlights to the front of his vehicle to replace the headlights, which had been damaged in a crash. Flashlights as headlights are illegal in Washington State. <laughs> what? Why? I know. <laughs> they got lost for everything. Um so who would like to be the first to pitch us a story based on Let Your Light Shine? Mm. Everybody's got the end of the year writer's block, I guess. <clears throat> oh, no, this is I'm getting started early on 2021. This is how I'm going to be all <laughs> next year. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> there you go. Nice. RA well, has an actual yeah. writer's block. Yes, my kids gave me this, and they didn't even have the the good decency to like give me some ideas in here. It's just a blank book with nothing. Like, I'm gonna one up that. Helping, I'm gonna go get one of my blocks of wood from the garage and just write writer's block on it and stick it up <laughs> on my desk. I'm. I think I'm gonna do that. That could be like a sure. kitschy little. The next pet rock thing. I could sell it to millions. <laughs> so who wants to pitch the story? Oh, the story. On... Right. <laughs> yes. The reason we're here. Who would like That's to right. go with? I'm going to call on somebody. I'm going to give you like three more seconds. Then I'm going to call on somebody. All right. I'll go. Okay, Craig, what do you got? Call on people. It doesn't mean I'm going to have a story. Right. <laughs> you can call on me, but I'm still going to be just as dumb as I was free. You called on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the story, the new story is completely made up. There are a lot of inaccurate facts in it. So what actually happened was there were no flashlights, anything like that. It was just the, the reason his lights were dim is because there was power being diverted from that little accessory luxury, if you will, um, and sent to his little uh, radio antenna that he had fashioned, which was communicating with his group of undercover militia types off in the mountains and he was on his way he was making a call saying trying to give them a heads up about a bus that was coming up the authorities were the feds were coming over to to bust up their camp and take them all to jail so he's driving down the highway and he's making his call and his lights dim every time he does it because so much power is being used the trooper pulls him over turns out the trooper is actually he has he's got a, a ride along that that day and it's a journalist from a local newspaper but what they they don't know is that the trooper is actually their man inside the force. He's the one that called in to let the guy give a guy a heads up that the bust is coming. And so what the trooper has to do is feed the journalist a story about what's going on because he gets out of the car, finds out what's happening, sends the guy on his way, goes back tells the journalist, yeah, it's just some idiot who uh, tied flashlights to his car because who's going to believe that? Right. But that's the only thing he come up with at the moment. But he has to come up with something to cover up the fact that not only is the guy calling to the militia group, giving the heads up, but this police officer is the man inside all along. Dun, dun, dun. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Craig. All right. R.A. Nick, who? Can I'll go. Me? I'll go. I'm happy to go. All right. All right. So, so the Pacific Northwest has some really interesting properties um, that we don't often talk enough about. Like, so for instance, you know, if you mention Bermuda, like people are immediately going to think of the Bermuda Triangle. 
Um, you know, if you talk about uh, the Nazca lines or uh, Stonehenge, people are kind of think about stories that are associated with those. But the Pacific Northwest uh, is also a hotbed for uh, supernatural activity. And um, this one centers on uh, Gigantopithecus, right? Which is the name of, uh, you know, Bigfoot, right? And, you know, the theory being that uh, he migrated across the Bering Land Bridge from Asia and then down the Western part of the North American continent and settled in the lumber rich uh, region of uh, the Pacific Northwest. And so our, our hero in the car uh, is what's colloquially known as a, a squatcher, right? So he, he's out there squatching and he's looking for uh, Bigfoot, you know, Gigantopithecus. Well, the reason why we haven't seen Bigfoot isn't that he's the hide-and-go-see champ of forever. Uh, it's because he actually lives in another dimension, right? And so the times when we see, uh, the times when we see glimpses of Bigfoot or things like that, we are actually peering through the veil between two similar dimensions, ours and the one that Bigfoot inhabits. And so our squatcher is using very specifically calibrated sets of lights. Um, they're not just regular flashlights. They're tuned into a very specific uh, wattage and candela. And he is driving the precise speed that he needs to to try to pierce the veil and get into Bigfoot's dimension. Um, and unfortunately, the trooper is stopping him from what he's really trying to do. So that's what we have here. We have a, a, a very savvy squatcher who's trying to find Gigantopithecus. So. Savvy squatcher. Gotcha. So that's everybody, right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No. No. Uh, no. Nick, you got ratted out. <laughs> Your boys rolled over on you. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, this is a classic. Where's the camera? Where the hell? Okay. <laughs> classic uh, case of um, of uh, nanotech. No, no, I already did that one. Um, classic case of uh, of kind of what what Ari was talking about a little bit. Is this kind of you know close, but you know, like usual, he was a little off. Um, it, it's a kind of a. a multiple dimension thing. Um, we've got a hero here who um, has figured out a way uh, inadvertently actually um, to move into different dimensions at will. And he's built basically a back to the future kind of thing with a flux capacitor and all that. Um, what he was actually trying to do is go through the rigmarole of, um, of attempting faster than light um, speed. And, you know, like good old Einstein himself, um, his theory was that if he can figure out how to get the, 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 you know, relativity problem solved, then he can figure out interdimensional travel as well. Um, or sorry, faster than light travel as well. Now, what happened is none of that worked, but he did figure out a way to get into different dimensions. And so what happens, and the reason for all, all the, the, the reason for the story, um, the cop pulled him over and he's not actually driving a car. It's, it's his back to the future time machine. Cause of course, um, cause he's, kind of, it's a throwback kind of thing for him. You know, it's just, he had to use some kind of machine, so he might as well make it look like a, you know, the old DeLorean. Um, and instead of headlights, he's put in flashlights because flashlights are an easier way to kind of test his theory of relativity there. Um, uh, obviously, right. I mean, I don't have to explain all that. Um, and so, um, you know, uh, good. Cause I, I don't know how, um, and, uh, 
and 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 what happens is instead of uh, going faster than light, he doesn't realize it, but he's bouncing around different dimensions, basically parallel universes, um, essentially. And so he lands in this one, uh, which he doesn't even know he's in a different one. But um, he started in you know never, and he ends up in our our parallel our, our universe, um, just driving down the road. Um, he was just in his in his garage doing all this stuff. He wasn't actually driving, but the cop found him um, on the side of the road. Um, pulled him over or he was already pulled over and um, you know, it's basically like what's going on. And the guy, you know, the rest of the story that they didn't report in the news, and not surprisingly, they got it wrong. Um, basically said, you know, he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I am. I'm not supposed to be here. I was just in my garage a second ago and I was trying to do faster than light travel and all. And the cops basically think he's, he's drugged out. He's whatever and goes to jail and never gets to finish his project. And that's the end of the book. It's really sad. It's kind of a depressing way to way to go. Woof. Yeah, that's rough. I've been yeah. wanting to read I that. Feel like almost, those, like it almost has a climax, but then it, it just, it just kind of tapers. <laughs> the writer just really just kind of tapered off, you know. But I feel <laughs> like like there has to be some version of him from another dimension that shows up to save him. Like this. Yes, it's actually right. Bigfoot. It's actually yeah, Gigantithicus. You know? Bigfoot with a goatee. Once you open that time travel door, man, somebody's <laughs> got to come and save our guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Come on, Lisa. Why don't we even try, Lisa? I'm invested, man. <laughs> because of the delay, I I know that she didn't even let me finish before she voted for our like. <laughs> didn't even know how I was going to end that story, Lisa. You just voted for RA. Like a, like a plant. <laughs> wow, ridiculous. Nick, why don't you keep on criticizing Lisa Badger, and we'll see if that helps bring her around toward voting, voting for you. Yeah, let's see if that'll put her over the edge. <laughs> All right, so that is about our time. I wanted to give a special shout out to Kemba Dog Heskett, who passed away earlier this week. Uh, it's been a little rough, uh, but we don't need to look at that picture anymore. So we want you to uh, thanks for watching, uh, vote by comment, and tune in to see who won uh, next week. Uh, last week was RA's week. Next week, who knows? It could be RA. It could be Craig. It could be Nick. Probably won't be probably Nick. Won't be it, could probably be won't Nick. Be. it could be it could Nick. Be. Probably won't be. <laughs> so, <laughs> in between, make sure you visit storyonthespot.live to check out all the stuff we have there. Anybody have any? See, Lisa Badger said, yes, I did. So she's saying Shots she fired. did listen to the end. And I challenged that. Still shenanigans. She might have some words for you after the show. Anybody have any parting words of wisdom for us? What a rigmarole. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys next year. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. I was trying to go the whole day without hearing somebody say that to me. And you know what? Nope. What's Wasn't going to make it past me, bro. It's like the, All right, everyone. the wham of New Year's. Bye. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. See ya. Later, bro.